Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. It is Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. Allie is out today, so we've got a special guest joining us. I think you guys are probably familiar with her. I think she's been here once or tw- or ten times. Shar <laughs> uh, Jossel, entertainment reporter, is joining us. Oh, a round of applause. I always love a round of applause. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we, we love a good round of applause around here. Shar, uh, welcome. Hey. How you doing? I'm great. I, I just heard Ariana thank you next. I know. Even though I'm still singeing. I'm not invested in these award shows that aren't like the major ones, mm-hmm. but Ariana was robbed at the VMAs. That's all I'm going to say. You that. think so? Oh, yes. Yeah. The thank you next video was really good. Yeah. And it they was gave it to Taylor good. Swift. I, the yeah, award that Ariana should have won. So, but yeah, that video was quite I, iconic. I loved that. I love those throwback videos. Um, back before it was, back before we had to hate Iggy Azalea, I loved the fancy video. Yeah. Clueless is one of my faves. Yeah. And so when that video came out, that was how I was introduced to the song. I had never heard it before. And then I immediately loved the song because I was like, this clueless moment. So then when Ari did the... Ari, because we're so close. When Ariana did the Thank You Next next, video... It made you like the song. Yeah, exactly. Because it's... What do they have in there? They have Mean Girls, Clueless... I can't even remember all of they the references. They have like four or five different movies in that they one do. video. It's pretty good. But a good video will make you like the song like Normani. Absolutely. Made, like if I hadn't seen that video, Absolutely. I probably wouldn't like Motivation. See, I love Motivation um, and I'm always like rooting for that song to do well because I, I really like her. Um, but it's also interesting to me because I always feel like the VMAs come along and it reminds me that I have not been watching any of these videos. Nope. Like you never well, see them they're not for anymore. us. We phased out age-wise. Well, because there's we're not watching them on TV like we used to, they're always. And I'm on not YouTube. pulling them up on YouTube. Right. I don't even think about pulling up videos. I know so, Billie Eilish. I I would not recognize her if we <laughs> bumped into each other in a she's, crosswalk. I, she's like the cast of Euphoria. If we were sitting next to each other getting pedicures, I'd be like, <laughs> "Who are you? No idea." Um, I always joke with um, with our producer Emmy that she is Billie Eilish because I have no idea what Billie Eilish looks like, and mm. I don't I don't know if she looks like her or not. But I just imagine that's what Billie Eilish looks like. Copy that. G- Ginger Justin's like. Eh, Maybe. Um, So I, last night, um, between jobs, (laughs) I took an hour, hour and 15 minutes to do drinks for a first Tinder date. Oh, yeah. Tender date. Why is that so surprising? Because you don't peg me as as the tender. I mean, the tender, the tender type. Really? Yeah. I've been on Tinder off and on for a while. I remember the first time I was on Tinder, I was uh, living in Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay, and I was on a show there, and it freaked me out when someone recognized me from TV. Ooh. And they're like, oh, you're Jared from ABC. And like, I didn't respond. I unmatched. I deleted my profile. I deleted the app. Like, yeah. It freaked me out. But I've been. Uh, going out on first dates on Tinder and like I don't know like I'm just not feeling it like yesterday the guy was really handsome he was a bit older um, he was also really tall which is always great because I'm 6'3 that's three. my type that's, that's my, my type, type. <laughs> He's um, but he was six foot five. Came in. he was like very buttoned up and very handsome what very does he well do? Spoken. he works in Justin. <laughs> You've been working to pull that back up, haven't you? Um, he works in film okay, some kind of way okay. yeah, um, at, a, at some studio or something. Does he know Heather Padden? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but like he um, uh, he probably wouldn't rec- not would he probably wouldn't recognize that Saweetie reference either. Yeah. That's my type. Yeah. Um, but um, we had a good time and I felt like 
you know, there's something here, but it doesn't feel like a love connection. Um, and I think, I don't know. It, <laughs> I don't know why Kenny G always What a that. song. Um, but I, by the end of it, I was like, he's very handsome. And I enjoyed his like vibe, but I don't know that I feel like there's a romantic connection here. And so I said to him, something I don't usually do on the end of a date, but I was like, look, I got to get to work in another 10 minutes. So oh my I, didn't, I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. So I said, I said to him, I was like, so listen, I got to get back to work. You're very cute. I'm going to send you my number. If you want to go out again, we can. But oh, so if you, you don't... all had, you all arranged this date on the app. Yeah. It wasn't, okay. Cause yeah. normally, you know, you get to texting and it goes from there. A lot of times, but like he, we matched like months ago okay. and he messaged me and was like, Oh, I haven't been on Tinder in a while. Um, I just saw your match. How are you? And then like within a few messages, he was like, well, do you want to get coffee or drinks or something? And I mean, I because like, once you reach a particular age, you don't have time for all like, those, listen, all that back and forth. I got a week and a half of messaging on here. Are like, we going to go, go out, out or are we not? Exactly. Are yeah. we doing this or, or is we is or is we ain't? Okay. So um, I said, so listen, you're very handsome. I'm enjoying talking to you. I'm going to I'm gonna message you my number in Tinder. If you want to get together, you can text me. If you unmatch, I won't be upset. Um, like, I won't take it personally. Because I was like, yeah, I could go either way. Yeah. So then I, I did what I said. I was like, hey, great meeting you. Um, if you want, you know, we can exchange numbers and, and chat again. Um, but then I was just thinking to myself, like, I feel like if if there's a connection, you would know a little bit more quickly. Yeah. So I sent the message. I went message. on a date like that last month, by the way. I Well, I sent the message and then, like, he unmatched me. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because, like, I just didn't. I Oh, no. No, I felt great because. But you're not tripping because you didn't feel a, yeah. a strong romantic connection. I mean, I probably would have went him. back to his house and did some things, but like I Ooh, didn't how feel you like doing? how you doing. <laughs> I didn't feel like oh, this is my match. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, I met a guy last month at a party at a friend. We have a mutual friend at a friend's birthday party, and we had like a forty minute conversation. Yeah, and I felt like something was there. We instantly exchanged numbers, and we've been in communication. I, I call it soft dating. Wait, do you want to tell us about the date? Oh, well, the date was nice. Okay, wait. I, we'll take a quick break. Okay, when we come back. Sure, tell us about this <laughs> date that was nice, and then we'll talk about gender neutral dolls are finally coming from Mattel, but people have feelings. That's up next on Drop the Subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back. Drop the subject is live and Char Jocelle is joining us. Um, now, when we went to break, Char, you were saying that you went on a first date with somebody that you met at a little party. Yes, because <laughs> I'm not I'm not a dating app girl. I've talked about this on this show yeah. plenty of times. However, you met somebody at a party. I did. And he he, too, is very tall. OK, um, because how tall are you? I'm five nine without heels. Okay, and then you walked in today. I was like, "Come on, Amazon!" Yeah, but I have on a heel today. You have on like a three or four inch heel, yeah. so you're giving us height, everything. Yeah, I don't mind taking up space. Okay. However, uh, and he's very cute, very sweet. How tall are very you? Very funny. He's six four. Oh, praise the Lord. Um, very cute, very. So he's younger than me, just by a few years though. But that seems to be an ongoing trend in my life. Okay. Like I attract young. Younger men, which is weird. How old are you? I am 31. Okay. And he is 28. Eight. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, um, 
What happened? Yeah, it just, we went to a very, very nice brunch. Mm -hmm. It was just he and I, table for two. The conversation was good and everything. But in that brunch, because my friends were pulling their hair out because they're so sick of me and my mess. But I said, you know what? I have to be honest with myself. And I felt when we were on that date that, Either way, the pendulum swung, I would be okay. So, wait, before before you go on, was it clear that this was a date? Yeah. Okay, because sometimes, you know how millennials do, like, oh, let's yeah. go hang out. Yeah. Okay, it was, so this was a clear, defined date. Yes. Okay. And um, it just felt like, because he's the one who reached out to me, like, okay, my hot girl oh. summer was lit. Yeah. So the weekend that I met him, I, I gave my number. I, I met him on a Saturday. Okay. I gave him my number. But I also met someone Friday who I gave my number to. And then I met someone oh. Sunday who I gave my Shara number to. was just to. giving out business cards, honey. <laughs> Vistaprint.com. They asked. Okay, so what? And how so did the date end he up? He ended up, okay, so the the date he ended up contacting me a week later after I gave him my number no, I didn't hear from the other guys and we scheduled the date the date was great the conversation was great the humor was great but in the date I had the feeling that you did kind of like I'm okay either way the pendulum swings like yeah. I like him he's cute he checks off all of the boxes but there's something about the chemistry that I'm mm. not I didn't feel I didn't it, it wasn't electric between yeah. us what, what Carrie on Sex in the City might call the Zazazu Zaza Zoo was absent. Yeah. Well, I felt like Zaza Zoo was like 30% there. Okay. I wasn't like dying to see him again. And That's how I felt. We've been in communication and stuff like, but I'm the point that I'm trying to make is I would be totally fine if we were ended up as friends. Yeah. I went on a first date last weekend and I was like, oh, there's definitely mm-hmm. some Zaza Zoo. I was like, let's go. See. <laughs> Mind you, that didn't happen. But um, I, I totally get that. So, okay. Well, I guess we'll see what happens if you guys are going on a second date. Um, yeah, we're, we we were supposed to, but I went to Chicago. Oh, so I mean, but we've been in communication. Okay, I'm gonna get you know he's nice, he's cool. You know? All right. Well, <laughs> I, I I I feel like the second date thing. Like if you keep talking after the first date, yeah, then it's like oh well, then we'll probably. And he sends we'll me funny go. memes. He sent me a funny meme about chasing invoices. Okay, he knows <laughs> he knows the freelance life. Yes, he knows the freelance um, life. So he's going to uh, seemingly ask you out then. Yeah, or you, I'm gonna. We're just gonna. We're going we're with the flow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there is this uh, story about Mattel coming out with a new set of dolls. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> why do you say it like that? Because the girls are losing their minds. Well, yeah. So uh, this story comes from NPR. It says Mattel launches new gender neutral dolls. And um, just reading from the article, it says Mattel's Barbie dolls represented the traditional female image and preteens embraced the hairstyles, thick eyelashes and spike heels that came with her. But new, but now Mattel is introducing dolls that let kids form gender expression of the toy themselves. The doll is fully gender neutral and can be accessorized to be a boy, a girl, neither, or both. The company released six dolls with different skin tones, hair, and clothes, calling the doll line Creatable World. Mattel said that it aims to reflect and celebrate the positive impact of inclusivity. So all of these dolls basically have like hair that you can change, outfits that you can change. Um, one of them, I, um, I, I was like, this looks like someone I know. I just... Are, Justin, are you making sounds? No, that's me. Oh, that's you. I was like, I don't know what sound that was, Justin. What did you just do? <sighs> um, and I, I think this is interesting. I don't, but you said like people are not here well, for this? Well, the thing is, when I first read this headline, I was like, aren't all the dolls gender neutral? I mean, if you really look at it, because if they- I mean, they don't have no genitalia, yeah. but they have boobs. Yeah, but like you just said, the dolls can be made out to be male, female, neither. So how or do both. you- Yeah, so how do you dictate that? Like, is it just a plastic mold and you- 
you just swapping out wigs and putting on a bra maybe one I day mean, or taking it off? Well, they have like boys clothes and girls clothes and gender neutral clothes and all that. So we'll take a quick break. Well, when we come back, we'll take a look at what people are saying about yes. it. Because you said there was a thousand comments? Under the time, time broke the story and there are a thousand plus comments. I pulled three. So nice. Okay, we'll talk about that coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back. We are talking about the gender-neutral dolls coming from Mattel, the creators of Barbie. And, Shar, you said that the Time Magazine article has a thousand different comments on it. What are people saying? Well, some of the three that I found, I picked three that I found interesting. So someone tweeted and said, people getting offended by this is hilarious. They are just dolls. Grow up. People are so emotionally attached to stuff that has nothing to do with them. This is another one of those stories where I'm like, how does this negatively impact you? Oh, yeah. it doesn't? So why are you so upset about it? Yeah. Yeah. Another one said, conservatives, liberals are such snowflakes. Also conservatives. Oh, my God, an inclusive doll. This will end civilization as we know it. <laughs> I mean, that's spot on. Like, why are you so upset about this? Like, okay. Right. What else? Final comment, which is the most endearing to me. It says the great thing about kids is they don't care either way. They will play with them like normal dolls. But kids who aren't, quote unquote, girly will be more comfortable. Somehow it's always the adults throwing a tantrum over things like this. Interesting. What do you from a perspective of a trans woman? Like, what do you what do you feel about this? Do you feel like it's I'm here for it. what's funny is I was talking to my cousin about this. Uh, and what's funny is I actually hated dolls growing up. Really? Yes. It was something about that hair. I just I literally hated Barbie. Interesting. Hated. What? Because you didn't identify with her or you didn't? Well, what, it wasn't that was I didn't identify with her. I just did not. like. It was something about the, the texture of the hair, the feel of the that hair. Plastic. That, it made my skin crawl you when like, I was is little. Is she giving us a synthetic wig? What is this? It, made, it literally made my skin crawl. And I was more. I was more of a trains girl. I was Thomas and Friends. To this oh, day, I still love Thomas and Friends. Really? Yes. Obsessed. Obsessed. That is so random. I love trains. I was never a Hot Wheels. I loved, like, I was never, like, race car. I yeah. just loved trains. I used to want to be a conductor. That's so funny. I was <laughs> I was such a Hot Wheels little kid. My dad was, like, a car buff. And, like, oh. he, and, like I loved new cars. I had, like, a a, um, a subscription to Motor Trend magazine. Like, I loved... I I was always like a new cars person. Okay. I was always fascinated with like the newest cars that were coming out. Did you see the the new Bentley? No. It was like futuristic. I just saw a video on Twitter my, the other day. My car interest has waned. Like I still am like I can basically point out any car. Like if you a car is going by, I'll be able to tell you the make and model yeah. of it. Um and my, I have other friends who have like no idea especially like uh, it's always highlighted for me when an Uber is coming like I always know what every car is going to look like mm-hmm. my best friend cannot pick out a Toyota Camry to save his soul yeah I'm not big on cars like that I mean I can pick out a Camry but I'm not yeah. big on like like you know like the LA like right you know how people are in LA I'm fine with a Prius okay well, every, I don't need a Range Rover it's funny because every Uber in LA is a Prius and every Uber in New York is a Camry I don't really? know what it is but like I've been in well, you so know many what? Priuses here Toyotas are good cars when I owned a car, it was a used car and it was a hand-me-down from my mother. And I had that car from 2004 to 2000 and I want to say 12-ish, but it was like 18 years old. It was like a mid-90s Camry, but it was luxury. 
Well, speaking of luxury, mm-hmm. sometimes when you're not feeling so good, it's good to dress yourself up in a little bit of luxury. Yeah. There's a new study out that says um, what you're wearing has an impact on how you're feeling. Um, this article comes from Huffington Post, and it says what to wear when you're in a funk. Stepping into a pair of fuzzy sweatpants after a long day is the sartorial equivalent of a big, warm hug. But the thought of taking them off in the morning and putting on real clothes can feel like torture when you're not feeling up to facing the war to facing the world. Um, it's so according to um, this new study, um, they see that there's a reason the human brain might gravitate toward less professional garments when experiencing a, quote, off day. Um, so it says, consider suiting up. If you're looking for a power boost, try throwing on an interview-worthy outfit. In a 2015 study um, at Northridge here in California, a psychology professor uh, and his team found that dressing more formally than you usually do alters your way of thinking. I could totally see that. I know when I put on a suit, I I stand up a little bit straighter and I feel mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can agree. I know for me, um, one thing that I share in common with the the Gail King, aside from our zodiac sign, is we both love the color yellow. Mm-hmm. Yellow is one of she my favorite that, yeah. colors, and I also love a heather gray. It's something about that combo. That's that, that's my bedroom aesthetic, just yeah. to let you all in on a little, you Ooh, know, a secret. Peek the curtain. But yeah, I I agree with this study yeah. because when I'm feeling down, or even just on a regular day, I'm a leggings queen. I have like 50 million pairs of leggings, but you know what helps me? I throw on a heel. I could be in all black yeah. in my throw on a heel and you. Like you're doing it. It's like, are you going to put on a a, a a tom, a sandal, or a heel? I'm going to put on a heel. You love yourself a tom, don't you? I do. Um, they say that <laughs> participants in the study were asked to show up to the experiment with two different outfits. One they'd wear to class and another to a job interview. Researchers concluded that when dressed in more formal clothing, whatever the participants deemed as interview worthy, they engaged in more abstract, big picture thinking. They also say there are some other ways that you should be dressing in different kinds of instances. We'll talk about those when we come back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Hey, in support of National Coming Out Day and the one-year anniversary of the new Channel Q, we are flying you and a friend out to the home of Channel Q right here, Los Angeles, California, for a weekend getaway. We will take you out in West Hollywood. We're going to take you out for a happy hour at the world-famous Abbey and put you up in an amazing hotel. But then, there's more. We're giving you two tickets to LA's biggest event of the year. It's called We Can Survive at the Hollywood Bowl. It's going to be starring Taylor Swift, Lizzo, the Jonas Brothers, Camila Cabello, and many more. It's going to be all in celebration of Channel Q's coming out and National Coming Out Day here in LA. So, go to wearechannelq.com to enter to win for more details um, you can go over to our website we are really excited about our one year anniversary coming up it's just about two weeks away so make sure to go to wearechannelq.com for more information on that alright Shar. so we were talking about what to wear when you're feeling different kinds of ways mm-hmm. um, one of the other things that they suggest here is to mine your closet for memories um, it says uh the experts here noted that wearing items with a strong positive attachment can be an effective way of swaying your outlook. Um, they pointed to perfume. Um, according to a 2016 article published in Brain Science, studies show that autobiographical memories triggered by odors feel much more emotional than memories triggered by other factors. It says thanks to an activation of a specific part of the brain, people are brought 
are more brought to the original time and place of their memories when the remembering is triggered by a scent. So mm-hmm. like wearing like an old perfume or an old cologne or something That's that reminds you That's why if you smell something. like your mom's perfume or your grandma or something like that, it, it triggers like yeah. happy, happy memories. But I agree. I mean, look, the better you look, the better you feel. And that's not just to sound surface and superficial. But if you get up in the morning and you... Um, and I'm speaking from this place because I've uh, dealt with my own little bouts of depression. But if you get up in the morning and you uh, a hot shower can cure a lot of stuff. Yes, you know? absolutely. Brushing your teeth, just little baby steps. Yeah, it says um, the the next um, tip is to flatter yourself. It says on an off day, um, it's precisely the right time to wear whichever garment most reliably rakes in the most compliments. Says humans are social animals and we get a boost from positive responses and reactions from others. Uh, if is that a, why my cleavage is always out i mean that's probably why legs. you're always giving us bustiness yes you love a thigh out i, and I, I appreciate it it's a good thigh though I it do. works uh, it says if a particular item in your wardrobe previously garnered positive feedback it's likely that giving it another spin could provide a confidence boost so i like we that. all listen we all enjoy to be affirmed we all like affirmations absolutely from other people um and lastly, it says, be yourself. It says, wearing specific colors, cuts, or fabrics, just because someone tells you you won't necessarily create positive adjustments if you feel awkward in them. I, um, the expert says, I don't think those colors are going to do any good for you if you're wearing them because you're just told to wear them. You need to look at what you're um, physically comfortable in and psychologically comfortable in. You just talked about loving yellow and yes. gray and how they how they speak to you in a certain way. It says, for example, he explained, people may say tight-fitting clothes are on trend, but if you're not psychologically comfortable wearing them will likely just cause you greater stress than whatever bonus you might have yeah. from being on trend. Yeah, that, that's true. When I uh, hosted the panel last weekend, I hosted Black Women in Media for NABJ LA, as you know, and I was outfit shopping and I always run it by my family group chat. Like, should yeah. I get this or should I get that? And my mom really, really liked this dress that I picked out. But I was like, I don't feel she, it, she ended up just saying, go with what you're comfortable with, because I was like, I don't know, like the dress was cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Than the romper that I picked. Which made it a little bit cuter. <laughs> yeah, which made it a little bit cuter. But I just, I didn't feel, in the end, I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and then it. you gave us a, a cute little romper moment. Animal print. Yes. A, a, it was like a tan <laughs> romper, a high heel. It was Circle like, oh, Char, of did, life. Char did not come to play with us today. Listen, when you're moderating, you're moderating. <laughs> you got to show up and show out. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, news it or lose it. <laughs> Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Char, you've got five headlines. Since you're uh, guesting with us today, I figured I would let you take the reins of News It or Lose It. So you've got five headlines. I've got the bell. Let's do it. I just want to start off by saying I'm Char Roberts today, and that's my my tribute to the late great Cokie Roberts. Oh, every time I do okay. news it or lose it, I pick a different journalist last name to take on. I love it. Okay, so I'm Char Roberts today. So my first story, Jarrett, Atlanta woman unaware for a month that her boyfriend shot her in the head. Oh hell no! Yes. <laughs> oh hell no! Yes. Sorry. Yes. I mean, I'm just so like we're stunned. That one. Yes, we're newsing it. All right. Story number two: A strangely large planet is baffling astronomers because it shouldn't exist. Uh, sure. News it. Woman with Wi-Fi allergy sleeps in five hundred dollar copper sleeping bag. What? 
<laughs> a Wi-Fi allergy? Is that? I have to know. These people. Um, number four, researchers find deadly germ in dog saliva. Uh, lose it. Okay, we're going to lose it. That. That's five, right? Is that five? No, the fifth one. Oh, okay. Fifth and final, excuse me. Sorry. Is birth control pills may affect who you're attracted to. Oh, um, that makes sense. It's like hormones and things like that. Uh, yeah, okay, news it. All righty. Those are the many four pe- stories. I was going to say, I don't know how many people at Channel Q are on birth control, but you know. We'll Mind see. your business. <laughs> we'll be right back with news it. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, so had I been doing News It, this story would have definitely been one of my stories. Um, This comes from The New Yorker. I didn't realize right away that it was satire, but that makes perfect sense that it's comedy and not real. The headline says, Obama to produce Netflix series about Trump's impeachment. And there's this photo of Barack Obama sitting there looking thoroughly satisfied with his life. And I was like, oh my God, please. And then I realized, oh, this is satire. Yeah, I don't think Barack would uh, dedicate energy to that. He would not. No, yeah. Um, okay, it's time for News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. Once again, just reminding you, I'm Shar Roberts. Shar Roberts, yes. Tipping my hat to the late, great Koki. <laughs> um, so an Atlanta woman spent a whole month clueless, well, longer than a month, but this is this is just the update. Clueless that her boyfriend shot her in the head um, as she was hidden in her, she was at her mother's house suffering from memory loss. Now, um, Geronte Kane is the guy. His, oh, his, no. That's the boyfriend. He's 39. Wait, Geronte? Geronte. This so is Atlanta, Georgia. No. <laughs> Of course. Jerome is a white man's name for sure. And the victim is named Nicole Gordon. And she had been complaining about severe headaches, memory loss, and she was uh, having difficulty communicating. And then in June of 2017, a friend brought her to the hospital where doctors found that she had a bullet in the rear of her skull. What? Now, as cops began to investigate this, uh, Nicole could remember only parts of the incident. She told authorities she had been arguing with her boyfriend. And at some point, the driver window of the car broke and crashed in her face. So the driver's window shattered. After that, she blacked out and had no memory. She didn't even know. She woke up in his car. So this was her car that they were arguing in. Mm-hmm. She just remembers the window shattering and then she woke up she woke up in the boyfriend's car. Like however long later. Yeah. Okay. And he b- brought her to his mother's house and yeah, she just thought that she thought that the glass had uh affected she didn't know what had happened, but she was in pain. Yeah. And she thought it was a result of the broken glass. Now he's facing jail time because it turns out that for the past two years, this woman has had a bullet in her head. And by the grace of God, like all she suffered from was a little headache and a little memory loss. Wait, so she just now realized that he just did it? Just now. How did just she figure now? that out? Because she was having headaches. She was at her mom's house yeah. having headaches and memory loss. And then the friend took her to the hospital. But that was in. Uh, so wait, the bullet's been in her head all this yes. time? Yes. Okay, I didn't get that part. Yeah, and when doctors discovered it, cops began to investigate. And so now Jerron, uh, well, he was sentenced on Thursday to 25 years in prison and five years on probation for shooting Nicole more oh than two years ago. God. 
So, yeah, that is one of the wildest stories. I remember a few years ago, a story came out from Kansas City about how a weave stopped a bullet. (laughs) I do remember that story. The girl's weave was so old and then braids were so mad at it (laughs) that it stopped the bullet. Okay. What's your next story? It's wild to think about, Jared. Oh, I do remember hearing like a weave stopped. Uh, yeah. Or something like that. So my like, next story. That was a tight brain. Oh, okay. Listen. <laughs> By the grace of God. So an enormous planet or orbiting a tiny star. It's 31 light years from Earth. It, it's confusing astronomers because it's not supposed to, and I'm doing air quotes for supposed right. to, exist because we don't get to dictate that. We're mere Hello. Earth, we're mere Earthlings. Exactly. How do we say a planet is not supposed, supposed to, to exist? exist. But it is half the size of Jupiter and swings around the star oh. eight times smaller than our sun. So it's eight times it swings around a star that's uh, eight times smaller than our sun. And it says planets of this size are extremely rare, especially around small stars. The newly found world has been dubbed GJ. 351-2B. <laughs> of course. How sexy. That's an easy one to remember. That's his name. And so it's a team of Swiss, Spanish, and German scientists who found it. And it's leaving everyone scratching their heads. We know that other life is out there. Did the people ever raid Area 51? We there don't was, know what's going on. It turned out to be on. like 40 people or something. It was a, a very underwhelming story when they finally did, you know, major air quote raid uh, Area 51. That's where Allie is right now, actually. Uh, for her anniversary, right? Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Well, Katie this, would be like, what is the deal? <laughs> this planet sits 31 light years from Earth. I'm no scientist. I don't really know what all of that means. Yeah, I mean, it's not a next door neighbor. But but it's there. Is it in our galaxy? Do we know? Um, it seems, it that, sounds like that might be outside the galaxy. Well, If it's saying, orbiting a different star, a different moon, it seems like it probably wouldn't. Well, there are galaxy. other moons in our galaxy, aren't there? Like, if oh you yeah, go there's to plenty of moons, stuff. but not other sun, not other like suns that have things orbiting. That's kind of crazy. Well, Whenever they... my thing is, if we can see it, it can probably see us. Well, yeah, I always think to myself whenever I hear about new things that are kind of out there, I'm like, mm, this isn't new. We just found out about it. <laughs> like and, that thing didn't and, just show up. And how is it not supposed to exist? Like, give me a break. What does that even mean? Give yeah. me a break. Um, well, the story that I told you guys at the at the top that I'm in love with from the New Yorker. <laughs> that I thought was a real story. Um, it says Obama to produce Netflix series about Trump's impeachment. Um, I'm, I did enjoy reading this the story. It says, uh, the former president, um, Barack Obama, has inked a $90 million deal to produce a Netflix series about Donald J. Trump's indictment. Uh, production on the series could begin as early as October in Washington and Kiev. He, <laughs> Obama said, we've already hit the ground running on the script. Rudy Giuliani has given us a lot to work from. Obama said that casting the roles of Trump and Mike Pence had already begun. Pence has a much bigger role than you might think in this. The former president acknowledged, however, the dramatizing of the story of Trump's impeachment was not without challenges. Right now, the main character reveals the smoking gun himself in the first episode, so there's virtually no mystery. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are smack dab in the middle of News It or Lose It. We've got a special guest co-host with us today. It's Char Jossel in as Char Roberts. Yes. As a only nod. for she, News It. Only for News It or Lose It. She's um at, she's tipping her hat to the late great Cokie Roberts. So yes. Char Roberts, uh, what's your next story? <laughs> so my next story. Oops, some just got out of order. So there's a woman, this 70 year old woman who self diagnosed herself. She says that she's allergic to Wi Fi. <laughs> 
Um, her name, of course, it's self-diagnosed. It is self-diagnosed. Her name is Rosie Gladwell, and she currently spends much of her time tucked inside of a copper and silver thread sleeping bag, which cost her five hundred dollars. Where do you even get that? It cost her. I'm sure she made it. Cost her five hundred dollars, and it's it's built to avoid electromagnetic fields emitted from modern day technology, such as Wi-Fi and cell phones. What? She's worried that the needs something to do. She does. She's worried that the rollout of 5G in her current residence, she lives in the UK, may cause irreversible damage to her health. Based on what? She just listen. She she's feeling it, okay? Now she frequently travels with her husband to her remote hometown in Spain via ferry there's no flight no train she's on a ferry so they're rowing 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 okay. gently down the stream they're not rowing <laughs> merrily 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 life is but a dream shout out to Beyonce yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah she stays wrapped up in this thing for 30 hours 30 this, hours 30 hours uh, that do, for, for that trip on, on the ferry or whatever. But yeah, so she said she started feeling unwell six years ago, but then suddenly felt better after switching off her Wi-Fi and cordless phone. Unfortunately, psychological. Yeah, I, I think it is. This is like Travel being allergic to mushrooms is psychological. Is he? Is he's, that what he, he says, says? He says he's psychologically allergic to mushrooms. Well, he's missing out because mushrooms are delicious and they're a great meat substitute. Well, I've adopted being psychologically allergic to cats because I don't like cats make me cringe. So I say I'm psychologically allergic to that. I think she's psychologically allergic to Wi-Fi. And I love the kitties. But yeah, that's what's going on with, with this 70-year-old woman. And she has been self-diagnosing herself as this and she's it's just getting more extreme throughout the years this started in 2016 i okay. should note so, so what else what's your last story and then my last story is birth control might affect who you're attracted to okay now they're saying that this is the pill you know birth control comes in many different oh, forms yes, yes. but the pill can dictate whom you fall in love with and significantly lower your sex drive which anybody on estrogen uh, you already know that your libido will drop. Mm-hmm. A top psychologist found that the contraceptive pill can significantly affect a woman's brain and change her personality. This is what Dr. Sarah Hill is alleging, okay? Okay. Um, and so it affects sex attraction, stress, hunger, eating patterns, emotion, regulation, friendships, aggression, mood, learning, and so oh many God. other things. Now, she's saying that because... Proje- All this to have nice teeth and hair? Like, geez, and to pre- prevent... Ba- well, you know that part. But don't aren't a lot of people on birth control because it's supposed to be really good for your body and like a lot of uh, other stuff It too? depends because birth control can also make you blow up. Okay. Like estrogen, let me tell you, estrogen has not been kind to me as really? far as like, oh, are you kidding me? You eat three Skittles and you gain eight pounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. But uh, so because the dominant hormone in uh, birth control is progesterone. She's also alleging, this doctor is also alleging that women are not attracted to uh, traditionally masculine men while on birth control. Really? You find men that have more softer looks or might be a little bit more passive that you are attracted to. That's I don't know. This all seems like this all seems like life lived in theory. Yeah. I don't know if these findings are concrete, but uh, both of these ladies are uh, both have some really strong ideas about something that neither one I'm sure I can really buy into. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, well, she is spitting facts about the lower libido and all of that, but there's so much more to this. We're going to post the the link because the University of Mexico did this whole story about, well, this whole study about dancers at a strip club. 
and the whole pill and money they were receiving. And were they getting more money if they're on the pill? Less. Less money if they were on the pill? Yes. They earned an average of $69 an hour. What, is it like a pheromones, hormones kind of thing? Like they were more attractive Maybe or so. something? Interesting. Maybe so. All right. I still think this is all in theory. I don't think it dictates that much. Give me a break. Well, who knows? Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Char, what do you like most about flying and what do you hate most about flying? I like, my favorite thing about flying is the travel time. Okay. What do you mean? Like, instead of a road trip, you can oh, fly. Instead absolutely. of a 26-hour a road trip, you can get there in three to four hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, my least favorite thing about flying is when people are just, you know, those seats are so tiny, and then people, you know, even I fall asleep, but some people just can't. They're not controlled sleepers. They can't keep they their think, space. They think they're at home, okay? <laughs> they think they're at home at the, in, the, in the lazy boy recliner, yeah. and they get a little too comfortable, you know? So, mouth all open, in my face, yeah. in my space. I feel like I'm, uh, I get to, like, sit down and be still for a little while on a plane. I kind of enjoy that, unless, unless I end up getting online and starting to work but like I feel at the very least I'm able to be still I kind of feel that way in the barber chair too like if I go mm. get my haircut I'm like at least I get to be still but like yesterday I went and got a haircut and I was on my phone the whole time um, but the thing I hate the most about flying is probably babies um, generally it's children or like an over talkative person sitting next to me oh god but like children on the plane are are difficult and I, I have empathy for parents that like have like a crying child but I'm also like I don't want to have to deal with the screaming yeah, for the next I, six hours I just flew back from Chicago <laughs> I just flew back from Chicago last week and in the the chairs across from me, yeah. like the the little aisle across from me or whatever, there was a dad. I don't know where the mom was, but it was yeah. one man, the father, and he had a toddler, yeah. someone who was like in their terrible twos, three years old, <sighs> and an infant. Oh, my God. So it became this whole ordeal. They both had to go to the bathroom at the same time. Of course. Um, but the crying really wasn't that bad. Okay. I've been, in, been on flights where kids are hollering at the top of their lungs the entire time. Yeah, there was a, um, my flight back from New York there was a kid who was screaming bloody murder yeah. for no less than an hour and at first it was like and they don't okay, get what's tired happening? yeah 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 it was, at first it was like okay get the kid get the kid and then at some point um, the woman sitting next to me was a child behavioral therapist and she was mm-hmm. like no there was something wrong like this, there's something wrong with this child to go that long in oh. the way they were going they were like there's something she was like I almost want to go she was like I almost want to go talk to the parent well according to um, this article in the New York Post flyers can now book no crying baby seats on their airline it says one economy airline has a valuable new service online ticket bookers can pre-select seats where they won't be exposed to wailing brats it says um, passengers according to Japan Airlines on their website passengers traveling with children between 8 days and 2 years old who select their seats on their airline website will have a child icon displayed on their seats on the seat selection screen this lets other passengers know a child may be sitting there um 
What's interesting to me about this Eight is days. Well, to me, it seems like you remember that ma- that game Minesweeper. Yes, where you would click on the mines. Yes, it seems like that is the perfect way to make sure there's going to be no one around you when you click on that seat. Yeah, and, I and feel you like, got to be on it. Yeah, if you, if you want those good seats. But eight days—that's what's messing me up because I'm thinking what would prompt mm-hmm. a child to cry is maybe like the ears popping I know personally even though this isn't what the topic's about per se I wouldn't want my eight day child on, on, a plane. on a plane you know that's an incubator for germs everything's yeah. nasty people coughing sneezing I'm also wondering why it starts at eight days like if I have a six day old child like, nope. does that not count nope that's so random maybe it's regulations for travel but this is a great idea well frequent flyer Rahat Ahmad was 38 was pumped to discover the Asian carrier uh, launched its free baby mapper this week he tweets thank you um, Japan Airlines for warning me about these babies plan to scream and yell during a 13 hour trip Trip. This really ought to be mandatory across the board. He then um, tweeted, uh, he's a venture capitalist in Brooklyn, who tweeted at Qatar Airlines saying, please take note, griping that he sat next to three screaming babies on his flight to New York, um, from New York to Doha, Qatar. Earlier this month, while many Twitter watchdogs praised the move alongside Ahmed and called for more airlines to join, he also sparked an onslaught of parental outrage. So for me, when these kinds of things happen, I often start to feel bad for the parents when the kids are just really railing. Yeah, because I feel like the parents can't really do too much like you can try and coddle the baby you can shun like whatever you do to, to quiet the baby but then it's just like the parent must be in peril yeah what do you i mean do because you feel flights, for them flights i, I mm, yeah i do you I you do. don't you don't feel for them no i do because flights like how you said you you look at it as a, t- a chance to be still like i get a lot of my reading done there but flights can be there's no escape right like if you're yeah. in, a, in a road trip you can always pull over there's always distractions if you're on one of those airlines that don't have no little screen or you forgot to pack that little Ziploc bag of Cheerios and baby carrots. Ugh. Like, you're, you you in for it. You one in of, for it. Yeah, one of the dads says, as a father of five, I try to do everything I can to keep them from crying on a flight. It's hard on parents, too. Can you imagine flying with five children? My God. Ooh, that's not my ministry. God bless them. The Lord has not spoken to me about that life choice. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. While it's a Trump-free Friday, I will tell you there are a lot of headlines happening over uh, on uh, across the news about um, the person we won't name, the Attorney General Rudy Giuliani, apparently being named uh, that they might be called to testify before Congress next week, or you know, or sooner, or you know, or in some time in the near future. Um, we've got to wrap up the show, but we've got one more story that Shar um, wanted to make sure that you guys know about. If you're going to go see the Joker next week at a landmark theater, there's an alert for you. Yeah. So as the release of the Warner Brothers, this is an R-rated film, Joker approaches, um, more than 50 theaters are taking extra precautions to put moviegoers at ease. Landmark Theaters, as Jarrett just mentioned, is the country's largest independent cinema chain. And it's extending its usual ban on ban on face masks and toy weapons to include all costumes during the film's run. Joker comes out on Friday, October 4th. And, you know, this is stemming from the 2012 shooting. Remember, The Dark Knight Rises. It's a Batman movie. There was a shooting that took place in Aurora, Colorado. 
And most moviegoers across the country have just not been comfortable with people yeah. in costume, especially like with face masks and toy weapons. So it's a band, but they're really putting the, the you know, banging the gavel down for this Joker movie. I didn't realize Aurora, Colorado happened seven years ago. I that seems like and it was you know so much more recent. My mom went to go see the the opening of that movie. Now, I'm in Chicago, but I remember my mom and my sister went to the theater at like midnight to check that out. And that story broke. I was at home. Mm. I was so on pins and needles. Like, please hurry up and get home, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, I did not realize it had been that much time. Okay. We want to remind you that in support of National Coming Out Day and the one-year anniversary of Channel Q, we're going to be flying you and a friend out to the home of Channel Q, Los Angeles, California, for a weekend getaway. We'll take you out in West Hollywood. For happy hour at the world famous Abbey. We're going to put you up in an amazing hotel and do not miss this. You will get two tickets to LA's biggest event of the year. We Can Survive is the concert at the Hollywood Bowl starring Taylor Swift, Lizzo, the Jonas Brothers, Camila Cabello, and so many more. Celebrate Channel Q's coming out and National Coming Out Day in LA. Go to wearechannelq.com to enter and for more information. Once again, wearechannelq.com for more. It's now time that we uh, we land this plane with no babies on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for happy endings. So, with the spirit of the babies in mind, I'll start off by saying flying may suck for parents with small children, but look on the bright side. Japan Airlines' new policy will give you a whole empty section by yourselves because ain't nobody going to try and sit next to you on the plane. You can stretch out, have all the space you want. That it's kind of like first class, but with children. And if you have a well-behaved child, that's all the more. That's all, all well, the say better. well-behaved because they're not bad. But if you have a, a child with an easy temperament, I should say. Oh, how <laughs> thoughtful. Okay. Um, Sorry, what you got? Mine has also got to do with, with the children. The children's. Or not having them. Um, so while birth control, the pill, may dictate who you're attracted to and your mood and everything like that. The upside is if you have a history of dating toxic people, mm. not only will you be a little bit more discerning, according to the doctor that did this study, mm-hmm. not only will you be a little bit more discerning, but you'll have healthier nails, clearer skin, <laughs> longer hair. She said your dating will be better and you'll look and feel better. Yeah, but you got to watch what you eat, girls, because you know what I just told you. Y'all know how Three estrogen Skittles, gets down. Eight pounds. So, so yeah, that that's my happy ending. That's the bright side of that uh, birth control dictating who you're attracted to. I feel like neither one of us delivered like a hardcore comedy one, but we've still got Justin. Justin, oh, well, thanks happening? for hyping me up. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, you better deliver. No Justin, pressure. we're here for you for this one. Uh, Jarrett's online date may not have ended in a love connection, oh, but at least it didn't end with a bullet to the back of the head. Oh, I see what you did there. For two years. Yikes. Without knowing. <laughs> My God, that that somehow turned pretty dark at the end. That did. I'm glad he used you and not me, because that would have been problematic. Right, exactly. <laughs> Considering oh, the statistics, man. that would have well, been problematic. Yes, for sure. Um, well, we got to get out of here. Yes, we <laughs> After do. that, I'm like, yikes. Um, uh, we're gonna take a, we're gonna say goodbye, and um, we're gonna send you over to DJ Alex D for the next two hours. You got a great mix of music. Um, the What's Poppin' mix is up next. I'm Jarrett. That's Char. Uh, Allie will be back on Monday. We'll see if she dies from that anniversary cake she had to oh eat. Oh my goodness. I know, she said it, it might smell like a basement. Who knows? Oh my God. <laughs> That's on Monday. We'll see you then. On the net.
on the next Drop the Subject. On the next show, we've got your gayest news headlines of the week. And it's Monday, so you'll have your Monday Munch report to look forward to. Plus, Allie's supposed to be back from her anniversary trip with her wife. Here's hoping her anniversary cake didn't take her out like we'd planned. I mean, expected. I mean, that we'd hoped. I mean, like we thought. Oh, gosh. This is getting bad. Drop the Subject. 12 to 2 Pacific. 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.